Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. At the beginning of the mayoral race, Paul Vallis marched into this studio, and I've been waiting to talk to you ever since. How are you today, Mr. Vallis? I'm fine. Uh, Two weeks left. I was uh, thinking maybe Brendan Riley got in your ear because I was like, if you support Paul Vallis, you tell him to come on the show and join us. So we appreciate you jumping on today. I know that this campaign has been very busy for you. Uh, Lots of debates. We have a debate tomorrow night on WGN-TV from 7 to 8 between Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson. And both of you say you want to bring back retired Chicago police officers. You've both said it. You seem to support it. But how does your plan differ from his? Well, first of all, this is the first time I've heard that he wants to bring back retired police officers. I mean, besides being kind of a career defender in terms of his advocacy, uh, he's talked about uh, not filling the police ranks. There's 1,100 vacancies. And while I've talked about returning uh, retired officers and officers who have transferred to other police districts who, who will return uh, if there are, uh, you know, if there's new leadership. Uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't spoken on any of these issues. Uh, about the only thing of substance that he said on public safety is that uh, he would uh, promote 200 officers uh, from the districts to the detective ranks, as if that would magically solve the problem of violent crime. Steve Bertrand is here. I can tell he's got a question for you. Mr. Vallis, uh, welcome. So, you know, you accuse him of uh, wanting to defund the police, and I understand that. But what what he's talking about is, is moving resources, reallocating resources to help when it comes to mental health and calls, things such as that. Um, what would your plan be along those lines that might offset what he's planning to do? Well, let me point out that that I've articulated, actually, for the better part of four years, uh, when I ran four years ago, the need to to reopen the mental health centers as well as opioid and drug addiction centers and to begin to invest in community-based social services so that the police are not the only responders. I've not only articulated the need to do that, but I've articulated how to pay for it. So you'd have so you'd have you'd have someone other than police respond to some calls. Yeah, of course. In fact, all the candidates during the debates advocated for that. But but let me tell you uh, where we differ. Uh, He has not called for the uh, filling of eleven hundred fully funded police vacancies that currently exist right now. The district right now they're paying one hundred seventy million dollars on in, on overtime because they don't have enough police officers. So this isn't a budget issue. This isn't a resource reallocation issue. So at the end of the day, filling the eleven hundred vacancies and getting rid of the privatized CTA security who can't arrest and uh, and who won't who won't push, pursue or. Or, or simply uh, don't have the capacity to protect people right the transit, uh, taking that $100 million and hiring another 300 Chicago police officers to be at the stations and the platforms, these are the things that I'm talking about. Uh, two, uh, yet last year, 400,000 high-priority 911 calls were not responded to because there were no cars available at the time. We need to have police 911 calls responded to in minutes, not in hours. So that's what filling the police vacancies is about, and that's what uh, opening the door for retired police officers and veteran officers who transfer to other police districts, giving them an opportunity to return 
without penalty. That's what I've been articulating for the better part of two years. Well, I mean, that's not going to... Is, is that going to really solve the problem? I know they're having in-person testing or applications for police this week, and it's not... It's it's not so much that uh, people aren't qualifying that they, they can't get people to apply. So if you get the retired to come back, if you get those who've moved, worked in other jurisdictions, you're still going to be officer short. I can't imagine you wouldn't well, be. Well, this is how you improve the ranks. And look, when I was budget director, we increased the police ranks uh, by fifteen hundred uh, uh, back uh, in the late nineteen nineties when I was city budget director. But let me point out that right now there's a thousand officers leaving a year. And, and trust me when I say, without new leadership, without new leadership in the mayor's office, someone who's going to be supportive of the police, while at the same time holding them accountable, uh, somebody who's going to put them on a normal schedule, somebody who's going to fill the ranks so they're not being overworked, uh, without that happening, you're going to continue to lose a 1000 a year. I, when I become mayor and I promote people from within into positions of leadership and I return them to a normal work schedule, uh, that that thousand exodus will probably significantly drop to a more normal year in which 300 to 400 officers leave. That will give you enough time to fill the ranks. You will quickly be hiring more officers than are leaving. And I know for a fact, having helped get the city and and the police and the police together on an eight-year contract, I'm absolutely. Com- I know for a fact that there are hundreds of officers who will return from retirement and will transfer back from other police districts once there's new leadership, once there's a new mayor, so we can fill the ranks and then push the officers down to the local beats. Because right now, even with the shortage of officers, less than sixty percent of those officers are actually in the district. Mr. Vallis, do you support the elimination of cash bail? Uh, yeah, you know, I support the elimination of cash bail. Uh, you know, I don't have problems with the SAFE Act. I have problems with the uh, with the uh, elimination of cash bail for repeat felons, and I have problems with the elimination of cap bail, the cap bail for violent fun felons. You you know, if you're if you're going to apply, and incidentally, it is law now. But what I've said is, if you're not going to have cash bail, you have to distinguish between violent felons and not violent felons, and you have to distinguish between uh, b- between those who committed a crime the first time uh, and obviously the severity of the crime and those who have been arrested for felonies six or seven times. And the problem is they have not made that distinction, and the state's attorney has not made that distinction. So when it comes to violent felons and when it comes to individuals who have committed committed. Uh, uh, numerous felonies, those individuals should should uh, be forced to post bail. And those individuals are, you know, in, in many cases, uh, shouldn't be put back on the street at all. Fifteen percent of the shootings and murders uh, last year were committed by individuals who were out on pre-trial release. Paul Vallis is with us today. We are simulcasting the TV uh, WGN TV's mayoral debate tomorrow night. You'll be able to hear it on 720 WGN as well. That's between 7 and 8 o'clock. Uh, you, you've been seeking everyone's everyone's endorsement, and you've done pretty well at that. Are you seeking Mayor Lightfoot's endorsement? Well, you know, I welcome everyone's endorsement. So, and Have and you, have you asked for it? Paul, have you asked for I, it? You know no, no, I haven't asked for I haven't asked for the mayor's endorsement, but I would welcome anyone's endorsement. And as much and, and, as you uh, want to talk about Brandon defunding the police, something that he has strayed away from, um, 
he's going to continue coming back saying you're Republican. And, you know, you can say it a hundred times loud and clear. Um, but is there is there any variance? I mean, are there certain conservative issues you agree with versus Chicago Democratic issues? Where we Lisa, public safety isn't a Democratic or no, Republican. No, it's not. But there's other issues. Yeah, there's no. budgetary issues. Yeah, yeah, look, there's. I have run, Lisa, I have run as a Democrat. I ran against Rob Gorovich in the primary as a Democrat. I ran, I, I ran as Pat Quinn's running mate as a Democrat. I ran for mayor as a Democrat. So I'm a lifelong Democrat. So uh, it's, look, it's, Brandon doesn't want to talk about the issues. Brandon wants to uh, wants to divert attention. Uh, without talking about public safety, without talking about quality schools, or without explaining uh, uh, what the impact of $800 million in tax increases are going to have on the economy. Paul, you're 0 for 3 running for a Democrat. Maybe you should go as a Republican. Uh, that's <laughs> hey, listen, I want to ask you. So we talked yeah. about the debate tomorrow night, and you guys mm-hmm. have been together on a lot of different forums. It's just the two of you generally on the stage. I know there's a lot of downtime. Do you have personal interaction between the two of you, and what's that like? Oh, no, I don't think either of us have downtime. I know I don't. I think I had 12 or 13 events yesterday. No, 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 no. I mean, when you're sitting on the stage, like uh, during a debate or prep for the debate. You know, not really. When there were nine of us debating, uh, you know, I would always look for my safe space. So that was usually walking in the Rod Sawyer's office and waiting before debate. And, uh, and, And, of course, Willie, Willie Wilson and I have been uh friends for many years and it was always fun to be sitting in the green room but you've had several events with just the two you've had several events with just the two of you 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 don't have any small talk between you not really you know other than a few minutes before the debate and then after because let's face it being in the finals you know we're all under intense pressure and i'm sure he's working just as hard as me and has just as many events as me so we really don't have time to breathe uh so for me it's been about 350 consecutive days of campaigning i'm not exaggerating and so it's been uh and it's going to be like that uh through the finish line well the finish line is almost here so thank you for joining yeah. us i hope you'll come back on before april 4th i would love to look forward to it